With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, a few weeks ago, I don't remember precisely when, it was in September, I believe, um, the California legislature, as the California legislature, legislature is often wont to do, approved a pretty controversial measure. Uh, they are allowing San Francisco to experiment with um, what they call safe injection sites. Uh, they... Literally, 24 hours after it was approved, a demonstration site was presented at a place called Glide Memorial Church. It's a very, very famous church that does all kinds of things for the homeless and the underprivileged, what's happened. Um, the, the, the demonstration site looked like um, a cross between a hospital and a living room. Uh, it, it, it is allegedly where um, drug addicts, or drug users, I should say, um, could go, consume their injected drug of choice, typically it's heroin, uh, under supervision of medical professionals so that if there is an event of a overdose, they would be ostensibly uh, kept more safe. Uh, there would also be some other services provided, such as food, such as potentially drug counseling, maybe trying to bridge people towards um, getting out of their addictive condition. Um, however, and I, and I get the the good intention here. I understand what they're trying to do. Um, but I see a couple of holes in the plan. Uh, this just means that you're probably going to have a little bit of tourism, drug tourism, coming from if San Francisco is the place to do it, people would maybe want to come to San Francisco to do their drugs. And when they leave the safe injection site, they're still high on drugs, and now they're on the sidewalk doing all kinds of other dumb stuff. Right. Um so what are your thoughts on it? I'm pretty sure you and I are on the same page, but give, give me your, your, your assessment of what this idea means to San Francisco. And frankly, let me, let me back up. This, this is not just a San Francisco problem. As California goes, so goes the world, <laughs> especially the United States, because once a law happens here, it tends to get repeated someplace else. So at, at times, and we've seen it with medical marijuana and all of those kinds of things. So it's it's potentially a problem in other states, particularly the more liberal states. So it's 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 not just a specifically San Francisco matter. Right. And let me start by saying I totally believe in harm reduction policies that say that if people are going to do something that is uh, harmful or illegal, mainly to themselves, that if we could do anything to minimize the harm uh, short of throwing everybody in jail, okay, let's try some of those things. But uh, you you bring up a really good unintentional consequence of making it a tourism, a, a drug tourism attraction, totally the wrong idea to convey to um, people outside of San Francisco to say that, yeah, all comers, you're welcome here to, we're going to, not only we're going to give you a safe injection site, we're going to give you some medical monitoring to make sure you don't overdose. There's going to be naloxone available here. We're also <laughs> going to test your drug to make sure you got a good, good sample going. 
So um, I see a couple of problems with that beyond the attracting people from outside. Uh, people who say that uh, the Portugal plan was a great plan, I think you need to take a look at it. Not as successful as you might think. If you think that uh, Amsterdam is the way to go, uh, look at the the countries and the cities surrounding Amsterdam. They are not happy with being uh, a tourism um, go-to destination for drugs. The, the surrounding collateral uh, cities don't really like it. Um, San Francisco, you know, we're a cat of a different color. And 4.5 million hypodermic needles are given out every year uh, in order for people to have access to clean needles. I totally get that. We're driving down HIV. We're driving down hepatitis. We're driving down all of these uh, uh, skin-injected uh, abscesses and uh, all this disease that's being spread by needles that are shared. I totally get it. But really, 4.5 million needles and there is absolutely zero incentive to bring the used ones back so is it a surprise that we're finding them on the street on sidewalks in gutters in public parks um, it shouldn't be a surprise so again we shoot ourselves in the foot with the antidote we hire 10 people at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to randomly scour the streets looking for these used needles. Um, I think it's a path that we, we're going to have a hard time going back on. Mm -hmm. I think once we get there, it's going to have, a, we're going to, like you say, people are going to say what a great idea. They're going to tout it. It's going to expand. I don't think it's going to pull back. Yeah, I, I, I see the, the, the bill, as I read it, uh, indicated that the, quote, I'm fingers in the air now, quote, experiment, um, would end in, I think, the year 2022. But um, here's a case where I'm going to say what I've said for many years. You cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. This genie will not go back in the bottle. Um, you can't unring this bell. Once this begins, I can't fathom a legislature in California going and reversing them, the course on this. It, it will only expand outside of San Francisco, across the rest of California, and then, then who knows what? I mean, then you've got safe injection sites in Oroville, and then you've, we're, mm -hmm. you know, there, are, there are cities in California that, shockingly, have worse drug problems, particularly heroin and, and meth, than here. Right. Um, you go to the Central Valley; uh, it, it's like the it's like the Living Dead. <laughs> you, yeah. You, 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 they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere, and they do look like zombies. Uh, it's it's very sad. But I think that addressing this matter by, again, giving out needles, I guess, has probably got some benefit in terms of overall public health. Um, but I think these people need treatment. They don't need you know, a, 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 a place where they can further drive their addiction. I mean, yeah. It may become less fatal because you've got these naloxone administrators. Mm -hmm. And one benefit, I'll just throw this out there. The one thing that I saw in this bill that I actually, that a consequence for, of this law that I, th I think could be useful is that it takes the naloxone responsibility largely out of the hands of the police officer. And I'm all for that. That's but, the biggest upside of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only upside. I can only see the one. <laughs> it's really. Well, well, I think the overdose deaths, um, as part of the injection site, 
there would be a testing, a small sample would be tested. Uh, we're seeing a lot of deaths attributed to uh, fentanyl yeah. as being part of a the cutting ingredient to heroin. And uh, apparently the testing will detect that. And so you, you might decrease deaths yeah. and not just the, I mean, cops aren't going to give naloxone to somebody who's already dead. So, right. Right, that, and I agree. I agree. I, agree. I think you know the, those are really the only finger quotes benefits. Um, I, I just feel like the negatives outweigh the positives. You look. I'm looking at the scale, and the scale is being tipped significantly in favor of this being something that can only make matters worse. Right. Um, not only for for the individual drug user, uh, but for in my way of looking at the world, for San Francisco and the rest of the Bay Area in general, because. Once again, these are injection sites. They they come, they consume, and they they leave. You know, I, I, I came, I saw, I left, kind of thing. Right. That they're now out on the streets, high on drugs, probably thinking about boosting or breaking into a car so they can get their pay for their next fix. Um, it's only going to increase the drug trade because it's going to create more demand. Right. The, the demand for Drugs are going to go up, and guess what? The suppliers are going to be perfectly okay with that. Yeah. Does that increase gang activity? Does that increase other criminal activity? Does that increase, you know, the, does it affect the safety of individuals on the street? I've seen people on these drugs, uh, you know, on the sidewalk, violently attacking innocent civilians. Does that increase? I think that, it, that there are too many potential problems for this to be really done. Uh, now, I believe the governor still has to sign it, and I believe there's still, at this time, while we're recording this this segment, um, if, I believe 30 more days where language in the bill can be changed, I'm pretty sure. Well, and I think there's objections from the federal government that say, hey, this is not okay, and go ahead and go ahead and enact this legislation. We're going to come in and crack down on you. Right. It's, I mean, it's in direct contravention of the, uh, I think it's called the crack house law, where you're not allowed to provide... Um, a, a location for consumption of illegal narcotics. And, you know, I think that's a 1986 law. It's really, really old, but it is a federal offense. Yeah. Um, and so that would put any of these entities, and, you know, again, I'd said it's in Glide Memorial Church. It could be in a storefront, and it could be a privately run, you know, thing. It could be done by 501c3s. I don't know. We don't really know who's going to open these things. Um, there would be parameters that they would have to meet. There would be requirements that they would have to meet. But you one would imagine it could be opened by just about anybody. And again, that's in direct violation of federal law. Well, I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you talked about the, the auto boostings. And anytime somebody talks about legalization of any drug, I always ask, are we going to give it away free? Yeah. And of course we're not, even though uh, somebody uh, from government in the Northwest uh, wanted her city to look at uh, supplying heroin, not only... Supply in a safe place, but the actual heroin itself. Um, the too many problems with it, uh, too many associated problems. Uh, the other thing is it normalizes be the behavior. Right. And it's that creep into now it's okay because we do it. And what does that say to kids? Um, what does it say to people struggling with narcotic addiction right. that we as a city are saying it's okay and we're going to provide a place for you to do it. I, I don't like that signal from our government. Yeah, and I think that it, it's, it, it only has mission creep attached to it. It's, it. It can only make matters worse, one, and can really, once you take a step down that path, you're not coming back. 
and it's that's that's where I have a problem with it. I just think that we're we're allowing people to destroy themselves, um, and when we should be helping them to rebuild themselves. And I think it's just a it's a, it's just a it's a misappropriation of of uh, of of our effort here. I think our effort should be focused in an entirely different way, getting people the treatment that they need because people who get treatment can remain drug free. Now it doesn't always happen, but at least we're making the effort in that direction as opposed to come on in, do all the drugs you want. I just think it's like you said, it says sends the wrong signal and it has too many really potentially really, really bad consequences. So um, tell us what you think. We know you're going to have an opinion on this one. Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.